0: Hey guys, it's Lucy, and welcome back to Teens Speak Up. In today's episode, I talk to Lila Rose. It's not very often that I walk away from every single episode where I feel extremely inspired afterward and feel like I can conquer the world. But after this episode, I truly felt that way. Lila's story and what she's passionate about and how she articulates it all is just so awesome and um, I truly think this conversation was so impactful and powerful and so many young girls are going to benefit from listening to it. Star, I did want to apologize for not uploading a podcast episode for the last two weeks. It's been very busy here at the TSU HQ. Um, We've had a lot going on and I apologize for the lack of posting with a podcast. Um, But Please expect a lot of fun content coming your way. Um, yeah I can't give too much away but it's gonna be really really cool and a lot of podcast episodes and campaigns and just fun content coming your way. Third thing is we've been doing TSU or Teen Speak Up for an entire year which is absolutely, absolutely <laughs> incredible and um, I honestly don't know where I would be without you guys. I remember like starting Teen Speak Up but I was still in public school and kids were like awful to me there and they were incredibly rude about the podcast um if you're listening to this and you're from my old school hey what's up hope you're doing well um but I remember I really cared about what they thought but now I can care less (laughs) like I really don't give two shits but before I definitely did and just seeing how I've come such a long way since then is like incredibly powerful for not only myself, but probably my parents and my siblings who who know I was just so depressed when I was at that point in my life. But now like Teen Speak Up has helped me so much. So all in all, thank you guys like so, so much. I am so incredibly grateful for everything that's come along with this experience. And Teen Speak Up is like my favorite part of my entire life. Like, I spend so much more time on this than anything else, and you can ask my parents that. Um, Yeah, so thank you. Let's get into the episode. I had so much fun. First of all, Layla, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. I am so excited to talk to you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Hi, so uh, my name is Lila. I'm 17 and from San Francisco, California. And some social justice issues that I'm really passionate about um, mostly revolve around education and female empowerment, and um, ideally making the intersection between them happen. Um, Yeah. So I started out high school at a public arts high school in San Francisco, and I was there for my first two years, and after... Um, kind of through my sophomore year, I just decided this wasn't the place for me. I wasn't, I really wasn't happy there and for just a bunch of different reasons. And so I decided to transfer to a different school and this other school was a tiny, tiny school in its first pilot year, pilot semester, and there were 15 kids in the school And it had an amazing, it had amazing values. And anyways, I was there for one semester and again, was really unhappy with it. I really wanted, I thrive off of like asking questions in class and really being engaged in my learning. And I love learning, but at both schools, I really just wasn't feeling passionate about learning. And that was really disappointing for me and really frustrating so I really honestly didn't know how to proceed or what I was gonna do. I felt like I had exhausted um, most of my options. and it was I was kind of late in the game. I was already in my junior year. And then I decided to take, the California High School Proficiency Exam, which is a test issued by the state of California, and if you pass it, you get a diploma from the state as opposed to from a high school. And I was I graduated um, in November of my junior year, so I was 16. And the next semester, I began taking classes at City College of San Francisco, which is the community college in San Francisco.
0: How is it? Do you like it?
1: Um, it's definitely a mixed bag. I'm so grateful for going there and making the decision, but it's definitely not like the college experience at all. And I think a lot of people that I talk to um ask me questions about it as if I were going to like a four-year college or what the typical experience might be and it's so far from that um but yeah I'm I'm definitely so much more happy as a person and as a student there which is the most important.
0: Do you feel like because you've taken such an unconventional path um during high school and like were able to graduate early and not go through like the rest of your junior and senior year do you feel like socially it's been harder or you've been like criticized because of that path you've taken
1: yeah so um that was my social experience it still is kind of forming and ever evolving um and I think well Originally, part of the reason I decided to leave is because I wasn't super happy socially at either of the schools that I was at. And I didn't, I f- had a few close friends, which I'm so grateful for, but I didn't have that big of a social network. And so a lot of people didn't really know what trajectory I was going on. And so had, you know, formed their own ideas and opinions of what I was doing. And most people didn't know what I was up to. And so that led them to think whatever, um, and have, you know, make their own judgments and assumptions about me and what I was doing. Um, but I think part of like part of learning to create my own path was really like not caring what other people think or not um, making my actions based off of what I think other people's reactions will be.
0: Is it hard to not let people's comments and, and just their criticism get to your head?
1: Yeah, I think that like initially I definitely was wrapped up in it and like after a while I realized that no matter what I do, people are still going to be making their opinions and thoughts about the decisions that I make and that my decisions really have nothing to do with them. And that if I really know what's right for me and if the decisions that I'm taking are going to benefit myself and my goals it really doesn't associate like they really don't have anything to do with it and that's giving them the power of having my actions really be about them it it doesn't do anyone any good honestly and especially myself
0: do you think taking that unconventional path and just like I don't know, graduating early, taking your college classes has helped you grow and learn as a person, because I know, like, for myself, like, switching on, over to online school, I've learned so much about myself, and I've grown so much being, like, not in that environment and not in an unhealthy environment for me.
1: I think so, in so many ways, um, like, I honestly don't recognize who I was before I started this path. Um, to who I am now, um, it's definitely like not the easy way out. And I think that that's really where my growth has come from. Um, it's been really like challenging, um, un- like so much uncertainty and oftentimes it's been really lonely trying to figure this out, um, by myself. Um, I've pretty much been the one doing it, like constructing all the steps, um, you know, my parents um, are so supportive of me, which I'm really grateful for. but I've definitely taken the initiative to meet with all of the college counselors, figure out which courses I'm taking, which college classes are gonna help me transfer, which professors are good, what you know classes I need for my major. Like I've pretty much done that myself. and at at first, honestly, I did have a lot of like resentment that, people like school counselors or whatever weren't really helping me. And, um, I had to navigate it my own at 16 in a college that I had never stepped foot in before. And I was like the youngest person there, but I'm so, so grateful for that because it's taught me that I really, for the most part, don't need other people to help me reach a lot of my goals. Um, and that I'm so much more independent than I would than I thought before, and that's really just like given me the confidence to then go out and be even more independent and take initiative for myself.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about Generation She. I've seen so many of their things on Instagram, and it just looks so incredibly like. I don't know, cool, and the whole girl boss culture is absolutely amazing, and I love that. Um, so I just want to, like, hear about how you heard about it and the make experience and all of that.
1: I, so, okay, so, well, I found out about it through Instagram, which is, like, it's, it can be, Instagram can be used as such an amazing tool for outreach and social justice, and I think it also has so many... Downsides and pitfalls um, and negative implications, which we don't need to go into because that can be five podcasts on their own. But um, so, Jen, Shi was started by a woman named Avni, who recently graduated from USC, University of Southern California. And this whole project, nonprofit, was started out of her senior capstone project, which is amazing. And she recently graduated, I believe, I believe it was this May and all of the workers there, um, there were probably, I want to say like 12 girls or something, um, who were either current students at USC or recent alums. And so they've all worked together in school and then have also come out and created this incredible nonprofit. And so like the heads of social media and branding and just like, so many different things like networking and stuff um all the heads of these like different departments are young women and a lot of women of color in it too which is amazing yeah i,
0: I saw the megathon on instagram when i was so going to go but i couldn't like get the money in time but i really really want to go next year
1: you need okay i think they're going to come to new york that's what I heard yeah okay you got to make that happen yeah
0: so what is it like to be an ambassador for generation g
1: that's basically outreach um we they send us different um things to publicize on our social media and so again that's like just another reason like Instagram can be such a powerful tool to get girls involved in this stuff. And so we get, um, different, yeah. Promotions, like I want to like marketing, honestly. Um, and we do that for them. We help, we help them market and, um, spread like spread awareness about what they're doing.
0: So what specifically piqued your interest about Generation Chi and what made you want to, like, get involved and just be a part of their mission? Like, how do you think your work really feeds into their mission and, like, helps their mission grow and be exposed to so many other young women who are wanting to do the same thing that you're doing?
1: So I think that just the fact that a young woman... Who recently graduated started this incredibly successful nonprofit is super empowering in itself. Just to look up to her as a role model and all of the other young women who are working there. Um, and there were literally like close to three hundred girls there at their second event, renting out Lyft headquarters with all these amazing CEOs and founders. Like, I want to be doing like at 19 i she's like 19 or okay well okay wait cut this out um okay as like as a recent as a recent graduate that she's able to construct this is like it's so empower empowering and inspiring just to look up to her and say like wow she really did that and she's so sweet and humble about it too um, but also within their mission, like their entire purpose is to empower girls with confidence and to be driven to create whatever they want to do. And I think that's another thing that's really empowering. They're not trying to like impose what we do on us. They're just trying to give us the tools to then pursue exactly what we do, which was awesome. So many of the girls there... Like we, we had this pitch competition where we would all go up and say our pitch for whatever business model or a business idea we had. And no two girls or groups had the same business pitch. They, there were like the craziest ideas I had ever heard of. One of them was like recycling jewelry. When you like, as for sustainability, like if you don't want your jewelry anymore, you can send it back to them and they'll like melt down the metal and remake it into new jewelry. Some girls had like fire alarm systems to help prevent like the California fire wildfires. There was just like the craziest, like I would never think of these business ideas. And it was so cool just to see how many girls had all of their own different ideas and like you put us in a room okay 3 300 girls that's like 275 girls with so many different ideas in one weekend like the possibilities are seriously endless and that's just like in the San Francisco Bay Area like around the world if girls are able to be given the tools and just the space to say, hey, like, if you're passionate about something, like, create something from it. You know what I mean? And if they're empowered to do that, like, the world just, it's a—it's amazing. What's what's going to happen and what's capable. Yeah.
0: Why is the work you do with Gen specifically important to you and... I don't know, why, why is it important to you? Why, why do you do it? Because, I mean, obviously I know why you do it, but it'd be interesting to hear more about that.
1: I think it's important to me because, so I feel like I um, am fairly confident in myself and in my beliefs, but I've seen and am friends with so many girls who aren't. And seeing the ways that that really impairs them and prevents them from pursuing what they want to do and just being the person and living the life they want to have, it's it's painful to see, honestly. Um, and I think that so many girls think that they're... Um, Like them being confident and achieving something has to come at the expense of another girl. And so many girls think that they have to tear each other down to get where they want to be. And that is entirely the opposite. Like we collectively are not able to achieve anything if we're tearing each other down. If... The only way that, like we as a society, as humans, are able to progress, even as girls, is if we're able to build off of our own strengths and lift each other up, you know, and come come together. And I think that's so important for the sake of um, girls' mental health, honestly, um, and our self values is just to be empowered in ourselves and also coming together. As, as a group of, of, of a group of girls,
0: No, I like totally relate to that. I've, I really think that um, being um, being in a situation where you feel like you don't have a group of girls or a group of anybody for that matter, um, is such an unwelcoming and just isolating experience and like really finding that group of people where you feel extremely wanted and you just feel safe is incredibly important because sisterhood is an incredibly magical and amazing thing and I don't know where I would be without my sisters, um, my real sisters and my my like best friends, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I totally relate. I, part of like just switching schools and then going to classes where I'm literally the only person my age and the youngest by several years. Um, it's, it's lonely. And part of that is just because yeah, girls, girls can suck. Girls can, girls can literally be be the worst. And I, I've, I experienced that throughout middle school. And, um, I remember just like so many times just asking my mom, like, when am I going to find people who are like-minded, you know, people who don't want to be mean just because they can. And, you know, she'd always say, okay, like they're coming, you know, don't worry. Like they'll, you'll, you'll find your people, you know, maybe in high school, maybe when you transfer this school, maybe when you leave this school. And, um, yeah, I think similarly, I'm just starting to find that. And I think it's also really important just to talk about that. Um, like, like what like you and me, just like right now saying that it is really hard to find your people, especially as girls. And I think that that is not talked about enough, um, especially because it can make you just feel really lonely and like you're going through it all by yourself. And, and now as I'm starting to talk about it to people, everyone has this, their same story. Everyone, everyone relates
0: so I know this experience and this uh, question could definitely be very personal, so don't feel pressured to like answer it. Um, we can obviously move on, but have you ever felt specifically singled out or targeted because of your gender and because you were a girl?
1: Yes, okay. So I have actually been thinking about this question, and I think it's a really interesting question because my initial... My initial response was, yes, of course, I've had, I've felt this way. And then I went to think about it. Okay, so what are the exact stories? And I had trouble thinking of an explicit story, um, which then made me question, okay, have I, maybe I've always been respected and listened to because of my gender, but then. I really started thinking about it and I think part of part of the reason I initially said yes is because just living in a, a world and a society where women are second class we have all had these experiences regardless of how explicit and just out in the open, they are. Maybe no one is screaming at you that you're stupid, and they're plugging their ears um, as you're speaking to them in, you know, that obvious of a way. Um, but I think there's so many subtleties that are really, that really like impact us um, that aren't overt, that aren't um, out in the open, that. Those are the things that really affect us. And I think that one, one reason um, or one, one thing for girls is that if we feel like we don't have a specific thing um, or a specific story that like qualifies us for um, being bullied or b- being disrespected, that um, it doesn't count um and i think that, that that's where i want to challenge that notion because i think like i said before just living in this world um we are we are constantly um being treated as second class no matter how um in the open it is you know what i mean and that's um not only do people treat us like that, but that's, we think of ourselves, we're aware of it, you know, um, maybe, yes, we're awesome, badass, empowered women, and we own that, and that's awesome, but we're still aware of it, we're still aware that the majority of the world doesn't think of us like that, and I think that that is exactly, um, how we're not respected and listened to, um, if that like i does that does that make sense yeah and that we don't we don't have to have a specific story to justify that feeling and i think it's something that we've all felt
0: definitely i feel like we all have an experience but we're so so used to it that we just push it out of our minds and we don't really talk about it another thing is i totally remember growing up in like My teachers asking, "Oh, I really need. I need a really strong boy to take this pile of chairs to the main office or whatever it was." I just remember that, and just like thinking about it, it's so screwed up.
1: Oh, that's that's so that's so true. And then that that whole culture of the class, the the boys start thinking of themselves as the strong ones who are capable of helping, and. A, you know doing whatever tasks are needed and the girls then think that their role is to step back and let the boys do it and that um that right there is a total example of how it's it's underlying it's it's these like subtle implications that then build off of each other and that's why girls devalue themselves you know what i mean because that's what that's what society tells us to do and that yeah. Yeah. And that that's a perfect example of, you know, no one is like s- explicitly telling you that they don't want to listen to you or, you know what I mean? At the, it's not, um, yeah, they're not telling you, it, they're not like screaming at you that you're stupid or dumb or incapable, but that's what gets picked up and that's what you subconsciously start thinking.
0: I definitely feel like, um, the end of twenty nineteen was such a um, a magical last few months because so many women like came together and they spoke about their personal experiences and so many gained like such a big platform. Um, but if you could talk about a couple women, women that you look up to, um, I know that's a hard question because there's so many incredible women out there. But definitely spill the beans.
1: So many. Um, so I think, well, personally in my, in my life, um, my moms, I have two moms and they have empowered me and raised me to be obviously the person who I am. And, um, part of having two moms is that they also have a lot of lesbian friends. So I've had, I've felt so lucky to have a lot of women in my life just raised that way. It's honestly, um, I I've, think I've had one man, adult man in my life that I've really been raised with. Um, like just so, so many women. Um, so I'm so, so grateful for that um, perspective. Um, yeah. And one thing I really admire about my parents is that they're so different and I'm so different from them, but we're all able to tap into our differences and therefore our strengths because our differences are our strengths. Um, and that, um, that's really helped us make, you know, the change and, um, what the, or that helps us, um, like it's helped my parents and I both like, you know, do what we're meant to do in the world. Um, but for public figures um i am a huge rbg fan amazing she's such she's such a badass i just i i don't even know what i don't even have the words she's fantastic um and who isn't who isn't a rbg fan yeah yeah you got to You got to step up to the plate. Um, I love Michelle Obama. Yeah. So, so powerful. And so like totally owns herself unapologetically her. Um,
0: so a question that we always ask people on this podcast is if you could say something to blank, what would you say? So sometimes it's about legislation. Sometimes it's about what we... we uh, sometimes it's about legislation. Sometimes it's about what you would say to younger people. Um. So for this specific ep- specific episode, I cannot speak today, Lila. Um, for this specific episode, we're going to be asking you... If you could say something to younger girls who are wanting to take maybe an unconventional path or wanting to just step out of their comfort zone or, or advocate for themselves, what would you say?
1: I would say take a deep breath and take a step back and look at where you are in, in your life and first of all, recognize all of the amazing things that you have. Um, and that you've done, and all of the amazing things that you are, and that make up you, and that you've done, um, and then realize if you're struggling, what's what's not working, um, what what are the things that are making you sad, you know? And I think a lot of times people feel really crappy and really bad about themselves, and they don't really take the time to think about what why, what's making them sad. And then you identify it. And then you got to recognize that you already have everything inside of you that you need to change. And so much of what you need to change is your expectations and your perception. And that if people are constantly disappointing you, if friends are disappointing you, you got to say, well, I can't expect these friends to be everything I need them to be right now. And they have their own limitations. And that I know that they're not treating me well. So that's kind of cool that I know my value. I know that I deserve to be treated better than them. And that if they're not able to do that for me right now, then I better step up and treat myself well. And then I think if there's, if it's circumstantial like school or um, if it's more like institutional in that way, um, you got to listen, again, you got to listen to what you need as an individual, as it, what you need as a person and what's, again, what's making you upset and then figure out what you can do about it. Yeah, it's it's all about what you need have the capability of doing and making the change and then advocating for yourself, which is a huge component that people forget all the time that they need to voice their needs and that nobody is going to read your mind and make changes that you haven't even voiced before. That's on you. And that's tough and that's really hard a lot of times for people to realize that they need to say what they need to get what they want. But you're never going to get what you want if you don't make the change or ask or say, just get it get it out there.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having uh, me. Do
0: you like to plug anything like your social medias or anything like that?
1: Yes. um, You can follow me on Instagram. It's at Lila Rose, lilahro And that's, that's about it. Yeah. Follow, Follow me on Instagram. If you listen to this podcast, say hi, say, say what you say, tell, tell me, tell Lucy your story. Um, And share share your struggles and share what you've done to overcome them and what you found that's empowered you.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. I know I loved recording it. Um, Be sure to check Lila out and um, follow us on Instagram at Teens Speak Up. And if you're interested in being on the podcast, do leave us an email at teenspeakup.org. So T-E-E-N-S-S-P-E-A-K-U-P-O-R-G at gmail.com um, yeah, I probably shouldn't have spelled that out, that was very confusing, probably, who knows, I don't care, um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening, I love you all to the moon and back, and thank you for one year, um, also, apologies if this episode was a little airy and weird, we were recording in two different areas, she was recording back in California, and I was recording in New York, and we had two different mics, and it was kind of a mess, but, um, I hope that this episode was easy to understand and not too airy and the quality wasn't too off, but I love you guys so much and I will see you next week. Bye.